Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, Girls Weekend, Murgatroyd, how the hell are you today? I'm sorry. Is it By Girls Weekend, do you mean when you left me to go dine in a fancy restaurant and I stayed home with a kid? Is well, that what you're terming a Girls Weekend? Because a Girls Weekend to <laughs> me is me and my friends go to Cabo. Okay, it's different. How are you doing otherwise? I'm great. How are you? I am doing really, really good. Um, the last podcast we had blew up. It was because of your rants. Uh, you, you mean you your a, rant that took a hard left into a into a wild blue yonder that I had to reel you in on? There was a bit of a rant. Um, what episode so, was that? I think I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to go back. Well, actually, just uh, take a look, and we'll have somebody link it up. In the, well, it's it's the episode. Oh, I don't know. I don't okay. Know. All right. We're, we're gonna have Good to talk. We're gonna have to figure it out. We're very, we're very, we have a very sophisticated machine over here. Before the end of this podcast, we will, we will say the episode that we're referring okay, to. It's episode three twenty two. I was gonna say three twenty three. Three twenty two. Yeah, it's apparently, um, it's actually one of the episodes that I've had the most passionate reach out over because it was a blend of us talking about craving Italy and living a bigger life and you going completely off the rails in a weird direction that was unexpected. So go to episode 322 to listen. Well, I'll tell you something really interesting. The fact that we are at 322 episodes and we, you know, like the idea of this new work hard, play hard podcast was like, oh God, it's going to be a lot of work. Not only is it a lot of work and it felt like it was never, never happening, never coming into fruition. And now there's 322 
episodes that are in our dust behind us. But listen, that is not what we're here to talk about today. What we are here to talk about today, this is going to be a little bit of a potpourri, if you will, of uh, of sorts. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of uh, do uh, maybe uh, a couple that are in uh, my buckets of thoughts and a couple that are in Kim's buckets of thoughts, and we'll go uh, we'll go back and forth. So can I just say something real quick? Yeah. I have a picture in my phone of when you and I celebrated podcast 100. We've never celebrated another milestone. Like people, when they hit 100, 200, 300 or whatever, or the number of um, downloads, they get balloons, they get, they celebrate it, they promote it. We have done Jack Diddley since we hit the 100th episode. I thought you were gonna go with Jack Dildo, which which was gonna be my favorite new name, Jack Dildo. We did Jack Dildo for this. Oh my God. But listen, we are not here to talk about dildos either. Or jacking. Or jacking. (laughs) <laughs> what we what we are here. You're welcome. I hope you're listening at 8 a.m. and this is your wake up call. And we officially got the profanity rating. Um, what we are here to talk about is a couple of different things. So the first thing is um, I had a really interesting conversation. I just came off of a, uh, 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 I want to say weekend, but it wasn't. It was just an overnight, quick overnight flight uh, to uh, to my friend, Chris Harders. We are, I pluralized him, Chris Harders. We are committed, me, Chris, and a group of, uh, uh, group of friends, we are committed to seeing each other once a month. Now that there's been this mass exodus from California, my friends- my Yeah, my friends are scattered all over the place. So so once a month we uh, we we fly to uh, wherever we we rotate. This month it was uh, in Arizona, and uh, what I love about these meetings are uh, not meetings; these dinners are not only do we look forward to it, but they're so super intentional that you know obviously everybody puts their phone away. We laugh, we connect, we drink too much, we wake up with hangovers, we have breakfast the next morning. And then, you know- Sounds like my college days. It's kind of, it kind of like, kind of is like that, which is really funny. As an, as an aside, the hot waitress who's like, you know, six to, you know, legs that go up to her neck that every time she came over to bring, you know, drinks to us, you know, all of us were passing out. She's probably, God knows how old, right? Half my age. Half your age. And- uh, Which by the like, way, half my, half my age next week is- 21. Yeah, it's 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 insane. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm I'm making a joke and I, I say to the guys, you know, I can have her in like a second if I want her. Well, of course, at the end of the night, she brings over we we all do port uh, you know, glasses of port. It's and so she comes fancy. she comes over with like, you know, a big tray and that beautiful glass port, you know, port glasses fill, half filled and getting ready to do it. And I'm in the middle of some, you know, some over exaggerated conversation that I that I typically And I am flailing my hand and boom, the tray and the six port glasses go crashing down as they, as they made its way off of the, uh, the tray, they all dumped on my clothes, all six of them, and then hit the, the stone marble, whatever floor and shatter everywhere. And I was like, I told you she wanted me. You know, so uh, anyway, all right. So in that, in that she weekend- She shook her head and was like, you can't bring an old guy, can't teach an old guy new yeah, tricks is yeah. really what happened. What she should have served me was reading glasses so I didn't hit her thing. So we, we, we had an interesting conversation and Darren and I, we were sort of like looking at, he's got this new uh, big ass planner from uh, Jesse Itzler. 
And Google it, it's, a, it's, it's really exactly what it sounds like. It's a giant freaking planner. But not only is it a giant planner, I thought it sort of stopped there. It was just this big planner. But it's got like five or six different exercises that you have to put on the planner. Like one of the exercises are um, every other month, do something that you normally wouldn't do. Like for me, it would be dirt bike riding, you know, it's like things like that. And there's lots of different things. So that then led us into a conversation of, uh, my friend Darren does a monthly uh, evaluation of all of the areas of his life. And so we went back and forth and, you know, we talked about, you know, different areas that were scoring low. And one of the areas that, you know, we both scored low is in the area of romance. And we're like, well, why, you know, why the hell do we score low, you know, in this area? And then it came, you know, then, then all the excuses came. And I said, you know, it's, it's when you have a child's, there are some logistical things. You, know, you wake up in the morning and you've got a kid that, you know, is you're, you're putting on a Zoom and, you know, throughout the day, you've got the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid. And then, you, you know, you at dinner, it's like you're trying to have, you know, three seconds of conversation and it's the kid, the kid, the kid. And then you got to put the kid down. And then, you know, you, you realistically in this COVID world, you realistically have a zone or we do anyway, a zone of like, you know, 8.42 when she falls asleep to 9.42 when I fall asleep. And, you know, the magic of romance needs to be created within that 60-minute window. That's sort of like how I'm framing it. And some of that may be an exaggeration. Some of that is truth. But he shed some light on me in a way that I had not really looked at it. And he said, have you ever read the book Off Balance? And I said, no. He said, well, the book Off Balance is essentially that nothing in life is ever really in balance. So for example, he said, let's just say that you want to keep your life in balance and you're going to have a family dinner and every night at you know 5 p.m., you guys are going to sit together and you, your phones are off and you're going to have a family dinner. But one night you're on your way home from work and you get a flat tire. Are you going to still have that family dinner? You're not going to be able to. Why? Because you had to prioritize the flat tire over the family dinner, right? As much as you wanted to have it in balance, reality comes in and you can't. And I said, okay, well, well, take me back to how that applies to romance and, and uh, a child. He said, well, what you're not seeing is that you're not looking at the timeline. He said, you know, you have a child now that's, that is six. And the timeline of your life and the totality of your life with Kim, this is a blip in that timeline. So, you know, she will be in, um, you know, uh, junior high school and then high school and then college and she'll be gone. And you have to reframe this time in your life as you are intentionally off balance and that area is going to suffer and know that it's going to suffer in advance and don't be resentful over the fact that it is suffering because know that it's going to get back in balance when she gets older. And that piece of it, he said, now that is not to say that you don't try. That is not to say that you don't, you know, do what you can to mitigate those areas. But what it is to say is that you recognize that you are intentionally off balance and you're going to do the best you can given the off balance circumstances that you're finding yourself in. Can I give you some coaching on this? Um, <laughs> are you nervous? <laughs> 
Can I think about that answer? Uh, maybe. Okay. So let, No, let me give you some coaching. Okay, so now it's shifted from can I to let me. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, I believe that I'm the other co-host of the show, so... Oh, you are the other and co-host. I ha- and I have a microphone. I didn't know that you were a coach, a coach host, <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I happen to be the the wife of the romance that you're, you're actually talking about. So I think I have a dog in this fight. You got the microphone and the, the volume control, so go ahead. Okay, so I know that you like to put the the blame uh if we can use that word of the of the romance on the 3 foot tall um highly energetic munchkin but and Darren is correct there will come a time where she's not going to want to snuggle in the bed <laughs> and the bed will be free and there'll come a time of all the other things to, that she'll be moving on and all of that but what won't move on is your businesses, your overscheduled um, schedule, your um, like you schedule yourself eight o'clock to nine o'clock, nine o'clock to ten o'clock. There's no buffer in between any part of your day, and you're always running around late like a chicken with your head cut off. And so that will not <laughs> that will continue endlessly long past the time that Sophia is out of snuggling in the bed and on to middle school. So I think you're blaming the wrong thing. I think there are elements of having a child that make the romance more uh, difficult. But if I go back to the things that in our early relationship were romantic in nature, none of them have anything to do with our time with Sophia. And I've mentioned this before to you. It's um, the little things where you used to randomly pull flowers out from under the couch, or I'd wake up and there'd be a little note somewhere, or like these little tiny bids of affection. That's romance. The, the, the bidding during the day, the the glances, the conversations, the um, taps on the high knee, those things are not blocked because we have a six-year-old. So they're blocked because you're going eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, jumping on the bike, running down to the beach, coming back, then it's dinner. Like it's actually your schedule and your overscheduledness that keeps you you're like a German freight train. You're like, I got to stay on schedule. I got to keep moving, got to keep moving, got to keep moving. So there's no flexibility in your schedule to allow for those other things to happen, in my opinion. Um, IMO. Um, okay, I think, you know, I think you're and right. thank you everyone t- for coming to our counseling session. Oh, please. Everybody fucking <laughs> listening is having challenges in this area. I know, I, I but mean, I'm so just saying. Is, and, and no, but hold on a second. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. And, the, and it doesn't all fall on you, by the way. I am as guilty. No, 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 no. Hold on. Your your point with what you said is very well taken. And I would add something else. As you were describing that, my version of romance is and sex. your Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm talking about all the things that lead up to No, no, no. Hold on a second. This is a this is a male-female thing. Yeah. So when I'm thinking of romance and I'm, I, I, there's two pieces for me. I have two chunks of romance when I, when I think of romance. Chunk number one is quality time. For example, us sitting at dinner, having a conversation and downloading and connecting time. 
mm-hmm. right? Alone time to talk. Not that, about that, business. That would, that, yes, that mm-hmm. would be one for me. Two would be boom, boom time, right? That would be another one. So I am looking at it through the lens of a time block that is uninterrupted, equaling time for romance. What you're describing- So you're scheduling romance. What you're describing, not scheduling it. I don't care. You just said a block time. No, no, no. I don't- I, I'm I, a block of time. It I doesn't. Know. It doesn't have to be scheduled. It has to be time. Yeah. Right. It has to be time that's spent together. Right. So what? It's not. It doesn't matter. But you if it's, would tell tell the truth. You would actually put in your phone romance time as a block. Don't lie about it. You would. No. You know I, you would. I I would only do that if I felt like it wasn't going to happen if I didn't. Yeah. So which it's, it it's, wouldn't. It's, so it's not. It's not that I need it at eight fifteen. It's that here's here's the broader point I'm trying to make that my view of romance is a time period that is spent together uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. What I heard you say is that for you, romance is what Gottman talks about really, which is the things that take moments of connection and bid throughout the day as opposed to a dinner conversation. I'm not saying that you're saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that that's not the first thing that's on your mind. First thing that's on your mind is little things like, you know, leaving gifts or flowers or a note or a tap on the ass or a glance or a a bid towards each other Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And mine is having a conversation. Mine is having time, you know, for the bootay, right? So, So this is actually very helpful because if I'm trying to, at the end of the month, Darren's got me that we're using this clever, clever, fo- clever fox planner, and it's a it's a good one. It's we got this. We got three things we're working oh on. My God. We're you working, have more planners. We're working off of getting things done on the phone, the the app things. Um, we're working off of clever fox planner for the monthly evaluation, and now we're adding to this and the push journal. The uh, and and the push journal. And now we're adding uh, so the big ass calendar. So, so you're so, so there's you, lots of different. You don't things. schedule things at all. Each one of the well, the point in this is more. It's not the scheduling. It's that if you don't be intentional mm-hmm. about the time off with yourself, with your family, with yeah. traveling, with events. If you don't be intentional about it, they, right. they don't just appear. But my point is that it's the little things that happen in between. So if we if if we go from now until the time Sophia's 18 and we we sit down and we schedule in the time to have a dinner and you tell me about the recent podcast you read, that's not romance to me. That's you downloading your day. Like I'm not, that's not romantic. That doesn't make me like, all excited, like that's not romantic. What's romantic to me is the unexpected in between bidding when you're making a coffee, what, you know, like Mm. those little things is what keeps the relationship there while the kid is around, (laughs) okay? With if we can keep the bidding alive, we learn this in Gottman. The number one predictor of divorce is bidding. If we keep the bidding alive, even if the sexy time is less because we have a third person and not one that you want in a bed. <laughs> I'm just saying that was good. That was funny. Um, well, I knew as it was coming out of my. But mouth I do want to know that. Okay, that I, that I, that I, I am. I, I, I just for the record, I am. I am open to that. I, whenever. Stop it. Cayete la boca. I just. I, I don't want you to think stop I'm it, not. Stop. 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 
Sorry, mom and dad, if you listen to this, not that you do. But, you know, it, the bidding is what keeps the relationship alive and keeps, you know, the romance alive. It's not you downloading the last podcast that in telling me about what Dave Asprey said last week. Like, I, it, that's not that's not romance. First of all, it wouldn't have been Dave Asprey. It would have been Tim Ferriss, but- Whatever. I, I, but I, I get- Or I, the big ass calendar or the whatever the hell you're doing. Like, I, I those things- happen this anyway. Is a, this is a great conversation. So this really, really is a great conversation. And I don't need, just to clarify, what, it's not about the gifts. It's about, you know, that whole saying, it's the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. It's the thought. It's it's me, like, and these things make me sad. Like I used to make your coffee every morning, but now you wake up so early, I don't make your coffee. But like the little things, like remember when I used to make your coffee and draw a heart in the foam mm. and things like that? Like that was fun for me. And those those are bids, but those things are being taken by our schedule being so rigorous and back to back to back to back. So those little things are the things to me that keep the romance alive and keep us from being roommates. Yeah, I think what happens is it gets, um, this, is a, this is really interesting. I think it gets, as, as, you, ha- as you bring, you know, when I think about you know, people who have, let me tell you the other side of this conversation. And I said to Darren, you know, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because the other side of this conversation is there are people with four fucking kids. Okay, but there's also are, people with no kids that are having the same struggle. That's what I was just about and to so say. And so it's not about the kids. It's literally about the time. Listen, there the people with five kids had to make four of them after they had number one. So well, they no, figured no, no, it out. No, you, didn't, you didn't let me finish my thought. Oh, okay. You didn't let me finish what I was saying. All right. What I'm saying is that I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. And there are people with four kids that have dynamically passionate Mm -hmm. relationships on the one end. end. And on the other end, there are people with zero kids that have dead relationships. Mm -hmm. So it isn't per se the child. It's just one more thing that's added added into into the Mm overscheduling of the day. So in the priorities. All right. So I think we beat this horse. So So I think I think this is a a good This is a good one. So what did you learn here? And we can and we can wrap it. Okay. What I what I learned is that the barometer that I use to measure whether or not I am doing a good job in the area of romance does not specifically equate to uninterrupted time, whether, you know, whether it's uh, sexy time or conversation time. The barometer, really the measurement of whether or not you rung the bell in the area of romance is the, is, is the bids that go on in between the day and not just um, what I just the said. The frisky part. And not just the frisky part. So I have not been, even though I know better, because I do know better. I've, I have read about Gottman, but uh, you know, I have to. Some of this I'm going to have to just let settle in and mm-hmm. just process. But this was uh, this was actually a very good one. I like bringing these topics here because it forces us to have a conversation without getting in too much of a fight. It's kind of like when someone fires someone in a public setting. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. Actually, I think, we, this, I think we, this was We good. wouldn't get in a fight over this. All right. So that is that one. So off balance, I talked about, what are you waving your hands about? What's it, the problem? That's a great episode. Let's just move oh, on. Just want, it's, it's over. A, the show is over? The show is over. That's it? Do you have anything else that relates? I have pages here. Yeah. We have other episodes to record. God, that was really... Quick. Okay. Well, there That's you go. That's what she said. There, 
There you go, ladies and germs. Uh, hope uh, hope you have it. Let's see. I, I'm just I'm verklempt right now. I don't feel like I'm ready to end this. I, I feel ho- like I still have some adrenaline left in me. Well, here's how it works. You can hit stop and then we can re-record another episode. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 